Welcome everyone to the Gazebo Effect podcast. It's Spencer here and David joins me again in our little little Harry Potter segment that may have a name when this episode releases. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that this will have a name. It's also pretty cool because, you know, we're meeting at Spencer's house right now and we both have our own mics, which is really, really cool because when was the last time that that's ever happened? April. Yeah, it's been a Probably. long, long time. And so it's a good thing that we're able to do this again. And the fact that we're doing, we're doing more Harry Potter because it was a request by a fan. Yeah. Or fans. So one fan of our, of our millions of fans decided to you know, come forward and ask for a specific topic. And David, if someone wants to do that, where would they go? Where can they contact us? I mean, you can contact us in a in in different ways. You can, you know, send us a direct message on Instagram and on Facebook and or, you know, if you're send a raven. Yeah, you can send an owl. Um Ooh, I'm, I'm still on the Marvel train, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, re- it's residual effects. Yeah. In my brain. And so, I mean, if you have something that you guys want us to cover, I think we've said it in our retrospective episode of season one. Um, you know, we're we're willing to do anything and talk about anything that you have. And this episode is actually because of a request. Um, Spencer, do you kind of want to share where we're going to be going and diving into uh, for this podcast? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, as you've probably seen from the title of this episode, but if you haven't, I mean, kudos to you for just turning it on. Reading doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not the not the moral we're going for. It's not <laughs> it's not the title of this episode. <laughs> welcome to welcome to the Zebo Effect Podcast. Reading doesn't matter. That's actually that's, it. that's all we got. For we put on a T-shirt. <laughs> is that like the birds aren't real? Like reading doesn't matter. The world is flat. The world is flat. Yeah, that kind of thing. Anyway, today we're talking about Harry Potter fan theories, and boy, do we boy do we have some. Um, I've scoured Reddit. Um, I, I did some YouTube, but some YouTube I just some YouTube I just want to run away from. You know, I'm. I don't know. The more you get into the the nerd kind of culture, you'll find which ones are more clickbaity than others. And some of the theories are just like, just a mess. Yeah. And so the way that we're just going to dive into this is we're obviously going to talk about some theories that, you know, they're, they're long shots, you know, they, it could be possible, but really you just can't see it. Then we have ones that are, you know, the more that you think about it, you, you, you think to yourself, well, I could see that very much so working within the the wizarding world. Um, others that are just plain wrong, like have no place even being put on a screen or on paper or wherever we find them. But we've put them down here just for you. Just to talk about it because... They're terrible. They're so bad. And then we'll talk about some other ones that are, you know that cross over different universes and cinema and, and those kinds of things. And one of them that I saw on this list immediately caught my attention because I am a Star Wars historian. Uh, and I cannot wait to talk about this concept that Spencer has placed for us on our agenda. All right. So I guess we should start with the long shot theories. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's dive in. So this one actually gave me some podcast fame outside of this podcast. Um, I got men- I put it in a Facebook conversation for the, the Weekly Planet podcast, and they talked about it on there, which was super cool because just it's weird hearing your own name on another podcast. But I we got to talk about the Ron is Dumbledore theory. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about that. So I think for a, a lot of these, I'm going to need you to walk me through this um, to truly see if I could even picture it because when I'm talking to myself I was just like oh, there's no way but if someone else tells me what this theory is about it'll help me kind of try and imagine it and in, 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 in this larger kind of context so the Ron is Dumbledore theory so it's like 
say that again because <laughs> 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 this voice is shot today allergies but so the ron is dumbledore theory it's I feel like it's kind of like um, when you're when you're putting it in your own head canon or or your understanding, it's kind of a choose your own adventure. So for me, it might be different than what other people look at it. So the idea of it is, at some point in the future, they Hermione and Ron, I would assume, maybe Harry as well, maybe Harry dies or something, but they realize that the they need Dumbledore to live longer. And so Dumbledore, so Ron goes back in time using a time turner, which means, of course, that he can't go back to the future. He just has to relive normal time. So an older Ron, an experienced wizard, knew Dumbledore well enough that he went all the way back in time and took the place of Dumbledore after his premature death. And so the Harry Potter series, or at least some of it, is not actually Dumbledore it's actually Ron Weasley. And that's why he knows so much about Harry. So when it's your chooser and adventure, you could say that this future Ron is from an alternate timeline and he needed to fix it or and he or he comes back when the Dumbledore actors change and he used spells to keep people from noticing it. That's my favorite way of using it. And that's that's part of why I got mentioned on the podcast, other podcast for it, was because that's how I, that would so that makes sense. Like sometimes when Dumbledore's not Dumbledore. Yeah. So two things. One, I'm gonna need you to send me the link to that so I can actually listen to. It's very brief. Even if it's brief, you know, it's it's amazing <laughs> okay. that you were mentioned on that podcast for one. So I I I want to hear it for myself because that's like a proud dad moment. I think for me. Uh, personally, I'd be like, that's my son. That's my son, Spencer, David Price. <laughs> and two, when you explain in the in the terms of, you know, this could work and fit in the realm of, you know, when the actor of who played Dumbledore in the first two films, when he passes away, you know, and so he basically, they bring in a new actor to come in, that could be, the whole deal of well it's actually ron weasley who comes back at this moment to take the place um of dumbledore at this point in time um it's an interesting theory for sure and one that is really it makes it more understandable of Dumbledore and Harry's relationship that's developed over the course of the next three films or three books, actually. Um, it just kind of makes everything so much tighter, I would say, and more understandable um, because we obviously don't know how close Dumbledore was to James and Lily Potter. Like, we don't know that. And even then, like, the, he hasn't seen harry in like 10 years uh after voldemort is defeated after the in the first at least not in harry's knowledge to not his yeah and so this would kind of make sense of how dumbledore not only knows um who harry is but why he tends to react the way that he does um because it's easy to it's it's easy to say, well, you're just like your father, or just like your mother, um, which is what a lot of people say to Harry throughout. But Dumbledore's his life. The, pretty much the only one that doesn't do that, right? And why doesn't he do that? Because he knows who Harry is. Personally. I thought of two expansions of this theory. Okay, one of them might be dumb. I'll do the one that's not dumb first. So Dumbledore gets his like sickness that's going to kill him anyway. Because he does something really dumb. So the, which the movies that there's like, here's a ring and my hand is black. But the books have this whole like story about how it's the Salazar Slytherin ring and it's been passed down. And anyone that's not a Slytherin, like in the family genetics will like basically get killed. And Dumbledore put it on. And it was a Horcrux at the same time. 
But then after that, Dumbledore, so Dumbledore got the black hand, and then after that, he destroyed it with the Gryffindor sword, which, how does Dumbledore know the sword of Gryffindor? He's already experienced it. Yeah, that's actually really good. But I feel like that's a move that Ron Weasley would make, but maybe it's a move that Dumbledore would make. I'm just spitballing here. And then the other thing I'm spitballing is some arguments that Ron is not capable of being Dumbledore. Maybe he's not alone. Like there's other people. Like Hermione traveled back with him. Hmm. And she's Dumbledore? No. Okay. Yeah, Ron that, is Dumbledore. Yeah, that would be But he is sense. Hermione, like helping him or something. Yeah. Maybe McGonagall's Hermione. I don't know. Yeah. That, that was the dumb one. So hmm. I think we should move on. Yeah. Which but the next theory. one, next one you've put in, uh, put in, is actually one that I will agree, that I will say is true. I I think it is. There's some people that are like, whatever. It depends on how you're applying it. So the next theory is J.K. Rowling is Rita Skeeter. And there's some people's arguments against it is that Rita is a jerk. And that's clear. And why would uh, J.K. Rowling write herself that way? My argument is not that J.K. Rowling is actually Rita Skeeter and there's actually a Wizarding World. But more that J.K. Rowling wanted, like... She wrote Rita Skeeter to be like a character that becomes J.K. Rowling after she basically gets gets booted out of the wizarding world. And so she writes the stories. And then after Harry Potter's story, they're like, yeah, the world knows about it, but they all think it's fiction. So it's like it's Rita Skeeter is J.K. Rowling's character in Harry Potter, but not that Rita Skeeter is J.K. Rowling in real life. Yeah. My reaction to seeing that is just, well, I think J.K. Rowling is Rita Skeeter in real life. Because a lot of things that she comes up with, especially recently, has been not great. It's been very confusing. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to our other Harry Potter podcast that we have here on the Gazebo effect podcast what is wizard in canon anymore because things are just there's way too much information that doesn't really seem to connect together um which is what is said of rita skeeter in her writings in the goblet of fire when she's first introduced uh, uh like in a in a big way um and so that's how I'm choosing to view this theory um, is I think I don't I could be a subconscious thing and I could be dead wrong, but it could be a thing to where it's just JK was just like, you know, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. And just like Demi Lovato said in Camp Rock, this is me. So you're saying that Rita Skeeter is having a change of heart. And she's becoming J.K. Rowling. But then now she's going back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. She's declining. You know, her her arc is not as good as it was. It's not. um, Which, again, we've talked about it last time. But maybe it's time for someone else to kind of take the reins. And create something new. Not Chris Columbus. No, Christopher Columbus is dead. He's been dead for a while. I think he's still alive. Oh, no. That's another podcast episode. Honestly. For a later time. It is something we're going to be getting into in the Percy Jackson series in a couple weeks because you know who they got to do the Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief movie? Who? Chris Columbus. Oh. They're like, this guy knows what he's doing. (laughs) He knows the seas. He knows what Poseidon does. Let's give him a movie. And this is another, definitely other podcast, might be the same one. But when I was younger, I think David Yates was much higher in my, like, belief. But now I think he definitely did some things that were not creatively great. Like, he could have been more creatively driven in some of the later books to movies. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I agree. Um, But, yeah, this one... Mostly no color palette. He had color palette in like one fifth. He'd, he'd have like gray movie, 
the entire movie, and then the last moment of the movie, he'd have a beautiful sunset or a beautiful train. And everyone's like, oh, it's such a pretty color. But it's like, you could do that the whole movie. People would enjoy it the whole movie. Maybe they wouldn't be as shocked. The shock factor of that one scene would be different, but still. Yeah, I would even say probably the one or four times. The one or the three that I really think of just being. Actually, no, I think I would just say from the Order of the Phoenix till its conclusion. Gray. It's just gray. And that's David Yates. Yeah. And he did Fantastic Beasts one and two yeah which i've actually watched them again recently and i i I still think they're good like it's just my opinion but i I still think parts of it are awesome yeah like i still have a lot to love about it Mm -hmm. but let's get moving on yeah all right so now we're going to be talking about a lot of the more possible theories um the first one being Dumbledore is death. You know the the tale of the of the three brothers. You you obviously have um, death, who is the antagonist in that story. Uh, then you have the three brothers who cheat death, and so death tries to trick them in, in, in order for him to basically be able to kill them in, in a them, way yeah. and beat them. Uh, and so, if you're a real Harry potter fan you kind of know that story from the deathly hallows and the um, movie did a really good job it really that. did a great illustration that was fantastic it was so good so good anyway. um, but the the idea is that death is is dumbledore like dumbledore is death and that the three brothers um are snape voldemort and harry i'm guessing that um voldemort is the one who wanted the elder one of course yes snape is the one who wanted the resurrection stone because he wanted to bring back lily potter who he was in love with yes and then harry because of the invisibility cloak that he received uh from his father from his father and how he used it right um ready for this go for it the best part about this is when harry's second death he greeted dumbledore as an old friend and that's what happened to the third brother with the invisibility cloak. He lived to a long life. He passed it down to his son. And then he greeted death as an old friend. Yeah. And to me, that's the thing that stuck to my mind when I saw this theory. It's just, you know, if anyone would probably gladly greet death at this point, at the end of his life, would be Harry. Um, because he's been down that road before and has come back from it, too. Um, and so this theory, I think kind of put a smile on my face when I saw this because I was like that makes sense especially because of the scene in Deathly Hallows part two once Harry dies who's the one who greets him in the very very clean and white uh King's Cross station it's Dumbledore Dumbledore's there um kind of looking to lead Harry into the next well, he's like, it's up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. Which is so Dumbledore. Yeah, he says, it's up to you. But he's there and he's like, you can come with me if you want to, you know, if, if that's your choice. And Harry's just like, no, I'm going to go back. I, that was I think he doesn't actually, yeah. I don't know if he's... He doesn't say anything. I don't think he doesn't say anything. He doesn't yeah. say anything. But basically... The he, best line of that scene, which that's, that scene is just too good. But the best part of that is, and it's straight from the book. It's straight from the page. He goes, is this all real? Or is it just happening inside my head? Well, of course it's happening inside your head. Who's to say? Which we'll, it isn't we'll come to that here in a second. As but well. I think this is the best theory. I honestly all of the do. ones on this list. Well, actually the... I like the Rana's Dumbledore theory a lot. But yeah. I still think this is my favorite one. And it's probably one of the most legitimate. Yeah. Mine's is the next two that are coming up. Uh you want to go ahead with the next one? Yeah. So Neville's wand. What? So, so Neville is this incompetent wizard, right? And he really struggles. Like he just can't do anything, right? And that he's kind of like the com- comedic relief the whole time. And then I think, yes. So it's in the Order of the Phoenix. He's trying to learn in Dumbledore's army. He's learning all these spells, but he's just terrible at them, obviously but he's really trying his hardest. 
and he ends up being becoming like really good at some of them like he pretty much has the best shield charm of the entire team and he saves like a couple people's lives in the department of mysteries battle because of that but anyway in the department of mysteries battle he breaks his wand and this isn't shown in the movie at all i don't think no it's not absolutely so not. it's revealed either at the end of order of the phoenix or the beginning of half-blood prince that it wasn't his wand the whole time and that his parents kind of like his grandparents obviously like forced him into a bunch of stuff and they called him a squib i mean just don't raise your child that way <laughs> or don't raise your grandchild that way anyway they basically encouraged him to take his father's wand when he was a kid and they revealed that like neville's like yeah i was using my father's wand and now i got my own wand and that's that's cool but anyway immediately after that neville's like one of the most powerful stu- wizards in hogwarts of the students remaining and so a lot of people are saying that because it was just handed down to him like he didn't beat his father in a duel of some kind that the wand wasn't really that it didn't his allegiance wasn't to neville very much and so that's why it was ineffective which yeah. that's most of what the deathly hollows kind of addresses no that's good i like that um because yeah, that one just just it's obvious it, like, uh, yeah and by the logic of the series it's very well established yeah and even because you can look at you know and we i know we've been going back to this a lot but in the deathly hallows you know when malfoy he says when he has his mother's wand he says it doesn't really understand me type thing uh, i think you can easily just apply this to neville and the fact that um you know, the wand chooses the wizard, not the wizard chooses the wand. Um, and so whenever he makes that switch and that change, it responds to him significantly better than probably his father's wand did. Uh, so this is a good theory, and I think it's pretty straightforward, self-explanatory, uh, and it works and it fits. All right. So the next one, it's a little short, but the it is not for sure said in the battle of the seven Harrys in deathly hollows who or what kills hedwig i mean it's it's a it's a killing curse but one person on the internet said that snape killed hedwig because it reveals which harry is the true harry and in true fashion on the reddit post i remember the next person said no this isn't a theory it's true (laughs) reddit is it Reddit is a mess. It's a mess. I have no idea how to navigate Reddit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Uh, and you could disagree with me on this, and, and I'm perfectly fine with you disagreeing. I just don't think I don't think Snape puts himself in that position to where he loses trust with Voldemort. Um, I don't, which I don't think it would show that, you know, it would show that he's he's killing Hedwig. Uh, or, but Hedwig would follow the real Harry. She would he, know. She, yeah, she would know. Um, and she did follow I just, Harry. to me, that just takes away Hedwig's sacrifice. Hedwig's sacrifice. And I'm, I not, agree. I'm not willing to do that. Uh, because I think she saves Harry either way with this theory. I think she does. Yeah, I guess she kind of leaves Harry to go to mm-hmm. a certain place. He tells her to go, and then she comes back to save him. Right. Um, but I still, I don't know. I'm. It's a nice thought. I mean, it obviously builds uh, Snape's love factor, I guess, if you don't already love Snape a little bit. But it, I don't think it's nece- it's necessary um to place this and say oh this really happened so whoever you are reddit fan because you're i mean we have millions of fans uh so you're definitely listening to this you're dead wrong and go home okay i agree with you i'll change my opinion back (laughs) because i wasn't that attached to it all right (laughs) there always is a fan theory of this no matter literally any fan theory episode we ever do in this podcast will have to include someone's dreaming the whole time when they wake up. So, of course, there's the the famous theory of Harry's actually dreaming all of the events of Harry Potter in his cover because he's lonely. And J.K. Rowling actually, well, I don't, 
I don't take much of what she says to be canon anymore. She did say that she didn't say that it was true. She just said, I like this one. But I don't think she was writing in that goal. No, I don't think she was. And it's a nice thought uh, because in Star Wars, we know that R2 was just dreaming the entire thing until he woke up. That's actually not true. I don't believe that. But I was going to say, does that mean that like <laughs> the only canon parts are The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker? No, no, I don't believe that. That's when R2 wakes up. No. Um, I think this is... This could be good, but I don't... And the reason why I don't like... Or I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is because... Um, that would just be really sad for Harry... I mean, he would go through a lot of terrible and awful things through this dream that he's having. But at the end of the day, Voldemort's defeated. He's able to be with Jenny. He has Ron and Hermione with him. Uh, and the world is as it should be. And he, at the end, is able to have the things that he didn't have before all this happened. So it would be really sad if it was just, if he woke up back under the cupboard um and he just lives with the dursleys miserably for however long it is i guess the other way of looking at it is that he's using his imagination to come up with these stories and that he's not actually sleeping either way obviously i don't think this is true but i put it in the potentially real category because jk rowling actually recognized that it was a pretty good theory and i think it's one of the I think it's probably the second best dreaming and you're doing another thing one. The best probably being um, Han Solo dreaming of Indiana Jones. Debatable, but... Of the dreaming category of theories, there's not a bit... I mean, maybe the Harry Potter one is better. I would put this one one ahead of it. Um, Okay. It's personal preference, but, but... No, I think this is a, out of the ones that you're just like, well, I don't know about this one. It's still like a good one, though, if it was like like if like if J.K. Rowling or even whoever hopefully takes over the next goes ahead and says that's what it was. I'd be like, OK, OK, I want to talk about the next one, because this is almost the most this is probably the most real theory of the list we have i know i said that about two other ones but this is the one ron predicted ron and harry predicted the events of the goblet of fire on mistake and this is actually from a bunch of different places but basically the beginning of goblet of fire harry and ron are of course mad about divination and how much they hate the class and how it's a blow-off class or something and they're doing their homework and they're just like we're not getting any divination out of this so they just made up answers and they said there would be a danger of burns someone would be in danger of burns um someone would lose a treasured possession and someone would be stabbed in the back by someone he thought was a friend they just made it up and put it down that's jk rowling's writing style also is that she always does foreshadowing so I think this theory is almost definitely real. And in case you don't remember Goblet of Fire super well, Harry fights a dragon. Obviously, he's danger of burns. Burn. He loses treasure possession in the second task because they put their friends at the bottom of the lake and they have to go rescue them. Which you could always use Gillyweed. You could always use Gillyweed. Except that's Dobby that suggests Gillyweed. Yeah. Another... In the book. Yeah. We don't need to talk about we that. We don't need to talk about that. Just... I like that Neville suggested, so I like it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he's stabbed by someone he thought was a friend, which is Mad-Eye Moody, which was not really Mad-Eye Moody. It was Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah. Good theory. I think this is good. Um, makes sense. Hits all the right notes because if anyone could clumsily um, and accidentally do something right, it would be Ron Weasley. It's Harry and Ron, I think, yeah. but... It mostly Ron. Yeah. And so we've seen him do this over and over again. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm very much okay with this theory. Very much okay. It's a good theory. 
This one's really short, and I didn't like it very much, but why not? So someone said that Sirius Black is actually related to Harry, and I didn't actually want to read out the nerdy information, but basically on the Black family tree, there is someone that marries someone named Potter, and it's like blacked out. Of Like the Black family blots out on their family tree anyone that marries a muggle or a half-blood that's not pure blood. But like the Potter is a mostly pure blood line, I think. I think Harry's, but they don't really care. So the Potter is originally from the Peverell line. So sure, why not? I mean, the Weasleys are related to the Malfoys. Like it's like, let's be real. Pure blood wizards are basically inbreeding. So that's all kind of all kinds of weird. But yeah, why not? Yeah, be, she's he's probably related distantly because all pure blood wizards or half blood wizards are probably distantly related at this point. Yeah, I just don't think it really matters. Uh, I think it's just because they want him to be closer related to Harry than a godfather. But that well, that dampers on such a good godfather relationship that they have. Yeah. But I don't even think that you need to be actual family to be close. Um also in terms of kind of he Sirius Black was Harry's father figure as much as he was in his life. As much Harry as he had, could be. I think Harry had multiple He did for sure. Hagrid for um, sure is another one. Yes. But I think even like for me, uh I have someone in my life who I call Theo, which is uh uncle in Spanish. Um and and he's my dad's best friend. We're not related in any kind of way. Uh but we're super close and I love him like as if he was my uncle. Uh and he didn't need to necessarily be actual family for him to be family. Uh and so I, maybe this could be true, but for me it's kind of me throwing my hands up and being like, "Well, you know, okay. What what how does this add to the dimension of Harry and this story that that we read and that we watch and really doesn't add anything for me so i agree again put it on there because it's potentially real but you know moving on and i should say i guess in the middle that there are a lot of harry potter theories and there are a lot of really messed up harry potter theories so in our just plain wrong section it's not as long as it could be because i didn't want to talk about the gory ones that I really don't care for. So if you see a theory, they're like, man, the, the gazebo effect guys, uh, David and Spencer, they didn't even talk about this theory. It's probably because I did read about it and I didn't care enough to put it down. So shut your mouths with that to you. Anyway, let's continue. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Um, I guess I'll read these then. The first one, man, I don't even want to read these. They're just wrong. <laughs> okay. This first one is that the Dursleys are mean to him because Harry is a Horcrux. And because like Horcrux influence other people to be mean that Harry is influencing them inadvertently. But wouldn't everyone who's around Harry be mean? Yes. But maybe like the goodness of some people are better than others. The argument for this theory is that we're pretty sure that if Horcrux is put in living beings do not have the same effect as a horcrux put into an object so like the locket and harry are very different things nagini and the locket the the hufflepuff cup are very different things and behave very differently that's like your mom saying hey i got a big birthday present for you and they give you a vacuum and you don't even have a house what (laughs) it's a two out of ten you know, David, I was shocked that you just inadvertently mentioned our sponsor for today. Vacuums. Mm. Get yourself a nice Dyson vacuum cleaner. Uh, if you put the code Gazebo Effect 2020 2020 20, 20, uh, 2020 20, 20, 20, 20. You get, that's right, negative 20% off. You actually pay 20% more <laughs> than if you didn't use our code. It is a That's right, you guessed it. <laughs> and so it is a perfectly reasonable, reasonable offer and deal. Um, 
and the fact that I said 202020, um, that means it's actually 80% more that you would have to pay if you put the full 20. Depends on how many 20s you use. So if you use 120 or if you use half of 20 and just put two, you get you just have to pay 2% more, but it's up to you. If you don't put it in at all, then it's you pay the regular store. Get yourself price. get yourself a vacuum. I'm telling you they suck. They absolutely suck. You can use it to clean up the little mud plugs that are just hanging around your, your front oh my porch. Gosh. And there's the door. <laughs> we just talked about how pure plugs are dumb. Is that the name of our segment? Pure bloods are dumb. Here, here's a new theory. Spencer is a horcrux, and I'm being affected by him. How'd you know? What if I'm a horcrux of a nice person, though? What if I'm like a Betty White's horcrux? Speaking of Betty White, let's go over to the next uh, next theory that you have placed on Which here. Has nothing to do with Betty White. Nothing to do. Uh, this one's, I don't even like this one. It's trying to explain why um, someone like Arthur Weasley was not in, why Arthur Weasley was not in the first order of the Phoenix. And I'm going to give my explanation for why he wasn't in a minute. Basically, they're saying he was under the imperious curse in the first Wizarding World War. Yeah. And so their defense for this theory is why he hates the Malfoys so much. And because Malfoy's like, oh, it's under the Imperious curse the whole time. And that Arthur Weasley was actually under the Imperious curse. And so his claim is legitimate. Ooh, what if it would be... But they hate each other because of family ties and political... Right. Their, their positions in the political wizarding world. Yeah. Malfoy's a pureblood and hates muggles. Mm -hmm. and arthur weasley loves muggle stuff and has so much fascinated about it and he protects muggles that's his job yeah and to boot the families are all connected so like they were kicked out of either the malfoy the black family or both yeah and i was close to actually liking this theory until you reminded me of Arthur Weasley's fixation with muggles. Um, how does that happen in the timeline if he's under the Imperious Curse during the First War? I don't think it lines up, and I don't think it makes sense that much. Um, however, I will say that what could have made it interesting in a different way of uh, Malfoy and the Weasley rivalry, it could be when... Lucius Malfoy says that he was under the Imperius curse and Arthur Weasley says well not only was I really under the Imperius curse but you're the one who put it on me okay but I don't the I guess the idea of it is that Voldemort himself put the Imperius curse but I don't mm -hmm. think that matters it doesn't necessarily but you know again it's a theory I don't think it really carries over well I just think that that would make it maybe a little bit more interesting than what and it was. And the, the first Wizarding World was so traumatic and terrible that like many families, Arthur and Molly were having so many kids during this time and they wanted to be there for their children. They were probably hiding themselves as much as possible. And they're just lucky that none, neither of them died from the first Wizarding World. Anymore. Yeah, and that's true. So, so I think that's why they weren't involved. Yeah. But they're... But, Molly Weasley, both of her brothers were killed because they were part of the First Order of the Phoenix. Right. The Pruitt brothers. So Yeah. That's good. There's that. Yeah. I like where it comes from. I mm -hmm. like talking about the First Wizarding World. I really do. Yeah. But, all right. This one's another really famous one. Harry is immortal. This is based on the prophecy that neither lives while the other survives and that they're interpreting in a different way toward now that Voldemort has died, Harry must live forever. Spoiler alert, in the epilogue, Harry is older. He ages. And eventually, he'll die. And he has a beer gut. Or a butterbeer gut. A small one. A small one. <laughs> so, I don't think 
because of that reason, <laughs> because of that reason of his butterbeer gut that we see in the epilogue, it doesn't carry over. Butterbeer gut, new name. Of That's the reason podcast why. Show. Ooh, can we? We can do something related to butterbeer, but not that, <laughs> not gut. <laughs> I can't say butterbeer gut every episode. No, that's like a tongue twister. Butterbeer boys. <laughs> no, that just, that sounds like a Patreon thing that you don't want to be involved in. We don't have a Patreon, by the way, just in case you were curious. No, but if you go on Patreon, look up butterbeer gut, I'm pretty sure you'll find something that you're not going to like. Yeah, we don't have a Patreon, but Dyson vacuums, you can spend 80% more on them. 80%. That's a killer deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, it's going to kill sucky, your it's wallet. A, it's a sucky deal. Yeah, it's going to kill your wallet, but we do it just for you guys because we love y'all. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to begin with explaining this theory. Can I can I bad name drop a YouTube channel on here, on the podcast? Like negatively? Yes. Yeah, go for it. So there's a YouTube channel. I don't know. I don't want to do it. I'm too nice of a guy. You must do what you feel is right, of course. I will do what I feel is right. But there is a YouTube channel that involves two different people. And and I'm sure if you've watched Harry Potter fan theory episodes, I'm almost 99% sure you've watched an episode from these people. They take something that's so small and they stretch it as far as possible to make it a theory that's not even recognizable. And they had one about, which that's also been on the internet other places, about the veil that Sirius Black falls into. And it was something along the lines of, it was a mystic artifact that related to the Deathly Hollows, But I don't even remember which one it was. I don't have time to watch the 20-minute the video to talk about it again. But they connected the veil to one of the Deathly Hollows. And then they connected another magic artifact to a Deathly Hollow. And then the end was the Mirror of Erised being the Resurrection Stone. It's, it's just wrong. I mean, J.K. Rowling writes in themes and she does, like, she knows her emotional sentiments of certain items are going to be the same. Because Harry misses his family. Snape misses Lily Potter, so the Resurrection Stone and the Mirror of Erised are going to be similar. I think the veil was the um, Cloak of Invisibility. Don't quote me on that, though. I I don't I don't really have a reaction to this other than saying uh, there's a lot of different items can, that have the same theme that, That's what a, I'm saying. that attract Harry, I would say. Or not even attract Harry, but they're just placed in his path because they know his weaknesses or, you know, they, they already knew that he wanted to learn more about his past and more about the prophecy. Um, how that connects to everything else, though, is too complex to try and put together and i think this is one of the theories that man you want to stretch something so much that at the end of the day it fails to do what you want it to do it's true it becomes convoluted yeah it's very it was very which a lot of people say about fantastic beasts and that and that whole um arc still redeemable still redeemable very true we are holding out hope yeah so as we kind of we're, we're pressed for time a little bit, do you want to just kind of speed through the universe crossover theories that you you have? Yes, I'll run through all of the ones that you weren't that weren't Star Wars related, so we can talk a little bit about the Star Wars one. Alrighty, sounds good. And I like these ones. These ones are actually really fun. So the Harry Potter houses are based on the Wizard of Oz characters. This one's almost there because Gryffindor is the cowardly lion that gains courage. He wants courage. The Tin Man is Hufflepuff because of heart. And I'm losing my mind. The scare, yeah, Scarecrow, he wants a brain, so then he's Ravenclaw. But then Slytherin's where it kind of falls. Slytherin, they're saying Slytherin is Dorothy. And she has some kind of ambition to get out of her situation or something. That's why it's almost there. But that one's so fun. That's great. All right, next one. Merlin's TV show is set in the same universe as Harry Potter. 
of course there are many cultures in harry potter where they don't use wands it's something that's very european and they pass it down they passed it to american wizards but native american wizards were already there and they didn't have wands so it's very possible merlin doesn't have a wand and someone said that potentially merlin could have been salazar slytherin's replacement mostly because of merlin the real merlin and harry potter <laughs> i just said uh, that's i just contradicted myself the Merlin in Harry Potter is about the same age as the Hogwarts founders. He's somewhere in the same area. So they're saying he could have come in to replace Salazar Slytherin. Whenever he took off because he couldn't, they couldn't agree on who they should accept Educate. into their school. That's actually um, good. Barty Crouch Jr. is a time remnant Doctor Who. Sure, why not? That's what I wrote down. That's what I'm going to say. Go for it. Uh, I want to. This one's actually a pretty good one. George Weasley becomes Willy Wonka. This is probably the most famous Harry Potter crossover theory out there. Basically, George, after Fred's death, decides that he's kind of like done with the, the wizarding world and he becomes Willy Wonka from Willy Wonka and a Chocolate Factory. And there is something connecting like Willy Wonka's office with George Weasley, something about it, but I don't know. It doesn't make sense for a few reasons, mostly because George Weasley's a married man. He ma marries uh, Angela, which I can't remember her last name. Oh, shoot. She's the, the pretty yeah. Yeah, chaser. Yeah. Shoot, is it Long? Wait, what? Is it Angela Long? No, that doesn't sound right. I think we're close. They might be close to that. But anyway. Yeah. So I actually do like that a lot. Now, when I when you first said it, dumbly i was thinking that you were talking about the Willy wonka from charlie and the chocolate factory johnny depp um so yeah. i was thinking about that i was like well that would make sense because count dooku was a dentist and that doesn't make any sense um i mean it makes sense if count dooku was it makes sense that count dooku was a dentist but it doesn't make sense, sense to that, this theory yeah because arthur weasley was a great father i would say um but if you're talking about in terms of Willy wonka and the chocolate factory i think this actually it's fun because you could even say that he becomes that after even uh, Angel uh, Angelica dies. Or Angela. Angela. Yeah. After Angela dies. Oh, if she dies tragically, that mm -hmm. would make Willy Wonka even more yeah. crazy. Yeah. And, of course, it's magic. Of course, Willy Wonka is magic. Yeah, for sure. You can't do any of this stuff with it. Anyway, you want to talk about the last one? Yeah. So, wizards have midichlorians. Magic is another form of the force, I guess. This one I say, heck no, sir. Uh, <laughs> I pretty much put this on here so David could say, I say, heck no, sir. Because midichlorians is an extremely complicated thing. And actually, when we were doing our going through the saga, I had an epiphany of, uh, about midichlorians and actually why I do enjoy them. Because when they're introduced, who introduces them? Well, Qui-Gon Jinn, who is a more spiritual jedi then pretty much everyone in the jedi order he allows for the will of the force to guide him and he's the one who brings the midichlorians into play in the star wars universe uh, kind of the idea of uh, the spiritual and scientific side of the force those two coming together uh, which is ingenious i think and something that i've come up with um to try and justify the reason for midichlorians. But in this sense, I don't think it works um, because it can't, I don't think for this, it could be you have some magic uh, or like there is different levels and quant quantities of magic that you could possess um, because you're either a wizard or you're a muggle or a squib. Uh, which happens in Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. It does happen in Star Wars. But you have different levels of, of Force users who have a certain level of midichlorians to prove how much you can actually do, how much you can't. Which So I would say um, it'd be nice because I think there are similarities between magic and the Force that you could put together. But I think this fails in theory due to midichlorians actually what they mean in the star wars universe but it did bring a smile to my face so i did enjoy this i thought it was a good 
a good way to conclude uh, this fan theory episode. Yeah, I had a good time. I think it's good that we kind of cover these bases and Harry Potter fan theories are kind of the most famous fan theories that are out there, I think. Yeah, no, I... other ones fall. I mean, it's Harry Potter, then Star Wars, then the rest of them are kind of somewhere below. Right, but it's a good... I've had a good time looking through these theories um, because I think this is the step into us doing more Harry Potter content in season three, uh, which is coming up actually pretty soon. January 2021. And so hopefully we'll have a name by then. Of what we yeah. call ourselves. We might do another we might do another Harry Potter this episode. Maybe a little bonus thing. Maybe Ooh. this season. Yeah. That'd be good. I don't think we should tell them what we're gonna talk about next time. Nope. It's too good. Nope. We're gonna save it. We'll tell them a little bit ahead of time, maybe. Yep. On the on the Z- the Zebo Effect pod at Instagram and the Gazebo Effect podcast page on Facebook. Yep. And let's see, where is this coming out? So in two weeks from when you're listening to this, or less, depending on when you're listening to this, the first episode of the Percy Jackson series is going to be releasing. And then next week, it's after the State of the Galaxy address. That's when this one will go on. Yes. So yep. next week for Star Wars Historians is the High Republic era, right? Yeah. We're going to have three... Uh, three episodes and you'll hear it in the state of the galaxy addressed um, or you've already heard it on the state of the galaxy address that we're basically doing a writing room series for the high republic area uh, area era for three movies uh, basically writing our own trilogy um, and so we're excited about that and bringing that to you soon um, and then after that we'll have three episodes of uh, uh, the mandalorian season two reviews uh, we'll take them two episodes at a time uh, to conclude season two for the Star Wars Historians. So this has been another episode of the Gazebo Effect podcast. Um, subscribe if you love the content and buy a vacuum. Buy a vacuum. For real. Get us that money. All right. Mischief managed.